Welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's Wednesday Wisdom guest, but first let's give a shout out to our podcast partners, the Florida Coaches Coalition, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, and We Coach. Check out these two great organizations and see how you can become a part of them. And now please stay with us. Don't fast forward. Let's have a quick word from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors typically only hear from the 2% those disgruntled parents or maybe a frustrated student athlete. We need to hear from those 2%. But we also need to hear from the 98% that really love and support our program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're meeting with a frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them show you how to have a custom survey for your stakeholders. That's Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack at athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. Give your coaches access to the tools that uh, they need to help service their teams and their parents, uh, help with coaches' communication, help your stakeholders uh, with all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. To get started on the Final Forms team, Go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards. One of the best purchases I ever made was a Sideline Interactive indoor score table. It's tremendously versatile. Of course, we use it for home games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to sell your tickets for all your events, not just athletics, but school plays, concerts, dances, even graduation. And during the setup, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing you hands-on support every step of the way and beyond after you start selling those tickets. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com to get started. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media. You can do it in seconds and you don't need any design experience. Use our podcast code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that highlights the top performers of your school, both past and present, in athletics academics, and the arts. But it's so much more than that. 
The Wall of Fame is an extensive content program that allows you to tell more compelling stories that will better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. And once you're ready to purchase, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get 5% off. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake. Check them out today. We want to thank Huddle for their support. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. Huddle is going to provide your coaches, your teams, and your athletes the tools that they need to play at the highest level. It's a complete professional grade solution and you'll find it at huddle.com we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle join the six million users and find out how to turn your school into a huddle school and we want to thank snap mobile go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better you have snap store snap manage snap connect and Snap Raise is their fundraising platform. We've used it with great success, and they've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anyone else offers that. Go to snapraise.com. Again, check out the entire platform. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational 80 Podcast. We've got a really good friend today. Uh, she was in the original Athletic Director Toolbox Collection. Uh, our guest is Melanie Red. Melanie is the founder of Melanie Red Performance Training. She is a professional strength coach, strength consultant. She works with a number of high schools and just a ton of student athletes in the Dayton, Ohio area. Uh, very much in demand. Uh, she also appears on another uh, podcast as a strength and conditioning expert. And we're very fortunate to add her to our Wednesday wisdom team. So uh, Melanie Red, uh, thanks for coming on. And what do you have for our listeners today on Wednesday wisdom? Well, thanks for having me, Jake. Um, it's been a while since we've done this. So I'm really excited. Um, so today's topic, I feel like is um, a good timing. And I'm just kind of going to be a little selfish and kind of talk about a topic that is very relevant to um, the work that I'm doing right now as um, well, the topic itself is in season lifting. Right. Um, and this is a really interesting time of year because as winter teams are in postseason play, and spring teams go officially in Ohio, go in season today. So tryouts for spring starts this week. Um, and so I wanted to talk about the importance of in-season lifting. And I'm kind of talking to like coaches and athletic directors here. Um, and just because it's hard, it's really hard to schedule that time um, when you're so concerned about X's and O's, right? Like the, the coach wants to make sure that the kids are skill-wise prepared and ready to go for a season that's about to start. If you're in winter sports right now, then the concern is how deep into playoffs um, can we go? And so often the lifting in season can get kind of pushed 
to the side, but there's some really specific reasons why we don't want to do that. And I want to read, if you don't mind, I don't know if this is allowed or not, but mm -hmm. I'm going to read, I have on Twitter and I'm like one of those people on Twitter. I'm on there a lot. I don't have a huge following, um, but that's okay with me. But my pinned tweet, which is my most popular tweet of all time, um, I think really kind of hits home with people and it says not lifting in season will show by the end of regular season in season demands are high. If nothing else, train and lift to manage the wear and tear. Now, not staying strong and powerful and explosive is a recipe for injury and performance decline. And that particular tweet blew up. Like I couldn't believe it. It was shared you know, like hundreds of times. And that was a few years ago, that was in 2019. And um, it's still actually once a week that share that tweet gets retweeted. That's what, when I'm like, how is anybody even seeing that when it was a, you know, 2019 tweet, but it's obviously my pin tweet. Anyway, Twitter aside, um, our whole goal for an off season and preseason program really starts with building durability, right? It's, we certainly want, our kids to have athletic skill development, which is what a head coach and assistant coaches, um, you know, are doing with our athletes. The strength coach's job is to create a durability that leads to stronger, faster, and more explosive and powerful athletes. Um, the beauty of durability is that the same things that make our kids durable are the things that lead to enhanced performance, right? So there's nothing extra that needs to really be done and in terms of, you know, managing wear and tear. Um, but the way I always present this to coaches who are concerned about giving up some practice time during the season is that durability piece and building the durability. But the only way to keep the durability is to continue to lift throughout the season. And you want your most capable, most athletic kids to be available. We actually want everybody to be available, right? I want second string, third string. We want all of those kids to be healthy and available throughout the season as much as possible. So where that starts to go awry is a, a coach that's got a particularly tough week ahead of them. Um, and in terms of competition and they're thinking we need more practice, we need more practice. So let's cancel the lift this week. And a lot of the work that I do with coaches is in educating them in one, how many lifts do we need a week in the off and preseason? And that is really based on the team and the demands of the sport and how long, um, you know, they've had a lifting program. Some have never. Um, and you know, then when we get to that season, how are we going to maintain this so that coach doesn't feel panicked that they're giving up too much time? Um, but we want to keep these kids in the weight room consistently. Um, so in order to keep it, we have to continue to lift in order to manage the wear and tear. Um, I think any strength coach can sell this to a head coach by letting them know in the weight room in season, our job is not to make these kids tired. It's to, it's to manage wear and tear. It's to build the bodies up and they should leave that lift feeling energized versus maybe in the off and preseason when we're building a base and we don't have to worry about games um, in the week, then those lifts are, you know, tend to be a little 
more demanding, maybe a little harder, and maybe it's something that they need to recover from. Whereas in season, the lifts should help the game and practice recovery, if that makes um, any sense. So I think what I want to talk to people about today is if you have a strength coach or if you're doing a strength and conditioning program is to really have a solid plan for continuing that into the season. So case in point, if your team works out or lifts in um, often preseason, let's say they've got a good solid four to six months up to the season starting and they've been going two or three days a week and they've had great attendance and really good program adherence and everyone is way faster, way stronger, way more explosive and more athletic than they were six months ago, then even skipping one week of lifting could mean they're going two weeks between lifts for an in-season program. If your in-season program says we're going to do one 45 minute lift a week and that's all we got time for. If you cancel that, then that's two weeks between their lifts, right? And that, and it's about at that 10 day mark in my experience where I found with this age of high school athletes at about the 10 day mark, if they're not lifting at all, they will start to experience feelings of not being as strong, not being as explosive and not being as powerful, right? So whether it's perceived or actual, it's problematic in that regard. And then if you pick it back up the next week, your strength coach is trying to play catch up now and trying to figure out, okay, now what, now what do I do? Can we get this, can we get it back on track in a week? Or is this, you know, just some, a derailment that I'm just going to be constantly trying, you know, to fix. Um, so the best way to avoid that is to just plan out the season. If you can, at least the month, um, you know, with your lifts. And then I would say to strength coaches, you have to be flexible on your time. If a coach says our only time available is seven o'clock on Friday night, you're, you gotta be in the weight room at seven o'clock on a Friday night. Like it just, ha or a Sunday, if it's a Sunday, okay, I'll be there. Um, I think that's, you know, really important for both parties to be on a schedule to be organized. But I think, a, I think a strength coach who really cares about lifting in season has to have somewhat some fluidity in their schedule and some flexibility as well. When I look at every week and right now it's going to get a little crazy um, with spring sports because the weather is in, in, in Ohio, the weather is very unpredictable. So our weather range this week goes from, I think today the high is 53 Thursday, the high is 70 Friday. It's going to be in the low thirties. Right. So, and there's rain somewhere in there. So what that means is it, the potential for a practice to not happen or not happen as, you know, a coach would have wanted to plan it is there. And then when we get to actually playing games, you have rainouts. So a baseball team that's got two games on the schedule this week could find themselves not playing those games and they could find themselves with four games on the schedule for next week. So the strength coach has to be flexible in that regard. And maybe there's some last minute, like, Hey, we can't get on the field because it's mud. It's a mess. Right. Can you get our guys in the weight room? The answer has to be yes. I absolutely can get your guys or your girls in the weight room. And then the next week, 
hey, we can't do two. We can only do one because we've got this crazy schedule. Okay, we'll do everything that we need to do in that hour or 45 minutes, whatever you got for me, coach, I will, I'll make it work and I'll make sure it's the best use of their time. Um, and I think that sort of communication and having those relationships with coaches is really, really, really critical. And because to a degree, your strength coach is holding your head coach accountable for sticking to that part of the schedule. We have to do that in a way that doesn't make us too selfish to, you know, the work that we do. We have to look through, through a really broad lens, um, you know, when it comes to, that sort of, you know, that sort of, um, communication and those sort of relationships. But at the end of the day, as long as a solid base is built in the off in preseason and a coach can get those kids there and really adhere to that program, the less in season time you'll probably need throughout the week. So that's just kind of another incentive to get a coach to get those kids in the weight room. If I see kids three times a week for four, five straight months, um, once we go in season, we can get done what we need to get done in two 30 minute sessions period. And, and we can plan it so that they do that before they go to practice and your warm up is taken care of. Right. So we're going to save you about 10, 15 minutes of your practice time. Um, if we don't have a lot of consistency in the off in preseason, but a coach still wants to incorporate lifting into the season, then we're going to really need like two 45 minute to 60 minute sessions in season, because now we're trying to figure out how do we get these kids stronger and more explosive and powerful and faster in season. That's, that's a tough, tough game to play, but we have to play it because it might be a case where lifting is new to this group and we're still creating buy-in and we're still selling this idea. So I don't always get to choose when my opportunity to sell the idea is. And sometimes, like for instance, this week, I will see kids who are now in season who now it can be mandatory um, based on you know your state's governing body rules. And so now they'll be in there and I haven't seen them in the last four months. So I have to coach those kids differently during the season than the ones who, right. you know, have been showing up consistently. So it's chaos and it's fine. Um, most team strength coaches accept that chaos. Um, but there's just like, you know, all those moving parts. And if this is my opportunity to sell a kid or a group of kids on off-season lifting, then so be it. If in-season is my only opportunity to create that sort of mindset and culture, then that's fine. That's, you know, that's what I'm working with. Um, but ultimately, what my work is and entails is working directly with coaches and educating them on what we're doing in the off and preseason. And when I consult with a team, I always ask the coach, do you intend to continue lifting in-season? Because I don't want to take your money and consult with you and build a great off season, preseason and in season program. And then have it all fall apart for you in season because then nobody benefits. Right. right. Um, so I think just opening those conversations and being open to it and having realistic conversations over a lot of time and, you know, knowing how to ask coaches to give up 
um, you know, 30 minutes to an hour here and there is really important conversation to have. So I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't had that conversation, excuse me, if you haven't had that conversation yet with your strength staff, or if you're a strength coach and you haven't had the conversation with your head coach, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry, now is the time to do it. <laughs> i'll go and rescue you there you know you bring up some great uh points uh particularly you know the communication and, and the collaboration between the head sport coach and the strength coach that you know you're both there <laughs> to help make sure the student athletes experience success and there's got to be a plan that's communication and, and again working with each other uh to maximize uh, the benefits and then i also love how you talked about the consist the importance of being consistent, uh, not just from a physiological standpoint. <laughs> you said, you know, skipping the workout actually means you're missing two weeks, but uh, mentally and emotionally, you know, athletes are wired, you know, uh, to perform best, uh, you know, when there is some consistency there and, you know, having that workout, having those interactions with the strength coaches, as well as with their teammates in a different environment, not on the court, not on the field. Uh, so critical. Um, so glad you shared all that information. Melanie, uh, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, pick your brain a little bit more, find out, you know, maybe some specifics or even getting um, uh, start to set up a program, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Um, best is email, and that is melanie at mrperformancetraining.com. Okay. Melanie Red, uh, certified strength coach, uh, strength specialist in the Dayton, Ohio area. Thanks so much for sharing with us today and all the best to all of your teams and student athletes for the coming spring season. Thank you. I appreciate it. For listeners, we do this every Wednesday and just about every day on the Educational AD Podcast and our Zooms get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back next Wednesday for another Wednesday Wisdom. And like I said, just about every day on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Always a great time with Melanie Red. Uh, be sure and check out uh, Melanie Red Performance Training. And before we go, we do want to give another shout out to every single one of our eight sponsors. They are eight great companies. I've used them all. You should too. Um, Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Final Forms. Snap Mobile and Snap Raise, uh, Huddle, Hometown Ticketing, Gipper, Athletic Surveys, and Sideline Interactive. If you're a coach, if you're an athletic director, you should have these teams on your team. Sideline Interactive, Athletic Surveys, Gipper, Hometown Ticketing, Huddle, Snap Mobile, Final Forms, and Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Thanks again for listening to Wednesday Wisdom. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Mm -hmm.